The EduTech Guys present the following conversation recorded live at ISTE 2022 in New Orleans, Louisiana. Enjoy the show. This episode sponsored by Follett School Solutions, the largest provider of K-12 educational materials and technology solutions to libraries, classrooms, learning centers, and school districts. From content to technology, Follett helps educators unlock potential in more than 45 million students worldwide. Hey, welcome back. It's ISTE 2022 and we're live. You're here with the EduTech guys. We're real excited to have our next guest on the show. We're going to let them tell us who they are, what they do, where they're from, and all that kind of good stuff. So here we go. Hi, guys. My name is Britton Follett. I am the CEO of Follett's content business. Um, Fifth generation Follett family member, born in the business, uh, officially joined the business about 10 years ago. And in September, we actually sold the business as a family to Francisco Partners, which is uh, where I met my friend Paul. Paul Ilse, I'm the CEO of the software uh, business, of course, partnering with Britain. I joined the company, as Britain said, in September when Francisco Partners purchased the company. Um, and just uh, thoroughly great to be here with you guys. Great with the excitement of ISTE here, and we're looking forward to uh, a great couple of days. So. Yeah. So I'm curious. Whoops. I'm curious. Um, is this your first ISTE conference for you guys? Have you been to ISTE before? No, I've been to ISTE, I don't know, eight, nine times, sure. something along those lines. <laughs> and uh, I'm introducing Paul, who is an uh, ISTE first-timer. That's right. Oh, that's that's awesome. I'm, I'm the rookie here. <laughs> yeah. It's it's overwhelming at first, but it's really awesome. Yeah. So um, I've been in education 30 years. This is my 30th year. So um, I have to say, Follett is a household name. And uh, it means a lot to a lot of people, and it's in a lot of places. So let's talk about um, where, coming here. You're now part of the, the family. Right. And uh, where, EdTech, where is your EdTech company focused as we emerge from the pandemic and we move forward into this new hybrid live you know, world that we're in? Yeah, I think the great part about Follett is Destiny's in the majority of K-12 schools. And when everything shut down, I remember having this oh goodness moment where I said, okay, if kids aren't walking into the physical library, what does that mean for Destiny? Hmm. We are likely going to have to reinvent Destiny into something that is more of a tool that can be used whether a student is learning at home on the couch or in the classroom. And what I found, it was it was already meeting that need because librarians over the years had purchased ebooks for their collection, had databases in their collection, and had print books in their collection. And despite the fact we were in a shutdown mode, librarians were committed to ensuring that kids had books, whether it was checking books out of the physical library, leaving them on their porch for students to check out or to pick up, for, the, for lack of a better term. Um, mm-hmm. And so we saw an increase in usage of Destiny um, 200 and some odd percent, it, it skyrocketed. And I know you've probably heard that from many ed tech companies, but truly as a business that's been in business, Destiny's been in schools for 30 years, you know, to see that kind of increase in usage in a pandemic was phenomenal. And the great news is we're continuing to see that usage as we emerge from the pandemic, which leads us to the Francisco Partners transaction and the way in which we're gonna talk about investing in Destiny, I hope is gonna be exciting to your listeners. Yeah, I mean, we're trying to improve education through literacy. That's what we do. It's Mm -hmm. through the books we we ship to our schools, to the software that helps our our librarians and educators deliver those to to our students. So it's an exciting place to be. Uh, We're we're on the forefront of that. And um, the the future looks bright at Follett and I think for our our students. Well, I think it's always exciting when you've you've got a, 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 a solution right that you offer a solution and then something like this happens and you learn 
different ways that the folks that are using that solution are are completely changing that usage or adapting that usage into ways you know in some cases you may not have thought and be like we never thought of using you know you know destiny to do this or that and then to by extension take that into where you're going with literacy for schools and using destiny to kind of tweak that focus a little I, I think it's absolutely phenomenal that this is happening at this point. I mean, really. I think one of the things we've noticed over the years is there was lack of clarity on what the role of a school librarian should be mm. in a future-ready world. We have invested millions of dollars into developing the role of a school librarian in a world where it's more than checking out books or more than sitting in a rocking chair reading to students. Mm -hmm. And so I think what the pandemic also allowed for was teachers needed resources, yes. they needed digital resources, and they needed them overnight. What they in turn realized is that the librarian was the perfect person in the district to hook them up with those resources because they were already in the physical or digital library. Mm -hmm. And so over time, we had made the case, hey, librarians, you need to be working with your teachers. You need to be helping them with their lesson plans. You need to be delivering resources to their classroom. Overnight, they had that immediate need. And so the great librarians made that connection with teachers. And so now teachers are logging into Destiny and they you know, no longer have to email the librarian. They all understand why, that the district has, has invested millions into a, into a library, into all these resources, let's use them. Yeah. Let's use them in instruction. And kids are now much more familiar with accessing eBooks. Before they were out, they were on this you know virtual shelf. It was really exciting to walk into the physical library. Librarian had put together a beautiful end cap with shiny books. <laughs> it's yes. much easier to access that book than it is to have to log in. Well, now they know how to log in because they had to in the pandemic. Yep. And so they're looking for ebooks, they're looking for audiobooks, they're looking for books in different formats than they might have previously been comfortable with. Yeah, yeah and I would add on too, just the, the, the focus from just from a resource manager standpoint. I mean, the, the product we offer through Resource Manager, our ability to track Chromebooks and laptops and band equipment and sports equipment, you know, a lot of that sort of disappeared uh, as kids left and then came back. And I think that's, we've learned a lot about our product through this as well, where we, you know, it's, we have very, very deep functionality, but we've also learned areas where we can look to improve search capabilities, uh, improve UI, um, and some, some areas we're focused on. We're going to spend more on development this year than we've spent on, on, the, on, the, on the Destiny product, more mm -hmm. this year than we spent in prior years, and we're going to continue to do that. And that's a focus of for our owners and Francisco partners. And this is a growth story, and we want to continue to be the, have the best product out there. So. Yeah, it's awesome to see the brand continue, to see you guys continue through that and, and push forward even better. So let's talk about what you're hearing from your customers and how that's, uh, some specifics maybe on how it's it's helping you find those new ed tech products that you can provide for the classroom teachers and the librarians, but mostly the students. So um, can you speak to that a little bit about what you're hearing from your current customers and those new customers that are coming on board? So we did a focus group yesterday and one of the things that was abundantly clear is they want to be able to search all of the resources in their district, whether they're books, band equipment, speakers. <laughs> uh, they they want to have a complete inventory of everything and yes. that's what Follett does 
phenomenally well. Mm -hmm. We have library manager, we have resource manager, as Paul just mentioned. If we can create an interface where a anyone in the district can look across all of those resources, that's a highly relevant, valuable story in today's environment. And so that's one of the things that we have heard loud and clear and is on our near-term roadmap to create an environment where if you're a resource manager user, a library manager user, have classroom libraries that need to be managed, which is now a requirement in some states, we want to be the connection point and the search tool for you. Yeah, yeah, you said that well, and I think taking it up a level to the districts, so that the districts have the ability to get better reporting, so they know what's going on in each of their schools, uh, because all of these are, you know, high cost assets, books, yes. band equipment, you know, computers, et cetera. So making sure you have sort of one source of the truth, and we think we can be that. So w during the pandemic, um, we used Destiny just for that, for because we were now we had plenty of Chromebooks and things like that, but now they were going home and backpacks and power adapters. So we uh, we hacked the system and used the our, used what we had, and it worked out great. But now we're seeing that it's it's becoming much easier to do that, and the teachers are very happy. It's easy to keep up with that equipment. And you're right, it was suddenly we went, oh gosh, we've got all this out there. How do we keep up with it? Well, previously they were using spreadsheets. The right. majority. Of of districts mm -hmm. um, when we were going through the sale process with Francisco yeah. partners they said who's your competitor and resource manager and Excel. there are some small competitors <laughs> but I said Microsoft yeah. it really was the competitor and yeah. so managing those things on spreadsheets is just no longer acceptable no. so we know that there's an immediate need for our existing product but we need to make some improvements to better accommodate the Chromebook needs and sort of the digital asset needs yeah. because they're being checked out every day yep well and that's uh, I've worked for an education service agency and we check stuff out to our schools uh, and, and it, it sometimes it's textbooks and sometimes it's you know mini robots or whatever it is and and I will say I'm so glad to hear that those two different sides are coming together because we've we really had to you know you're talking about kind of cobble together sort of hack the system to kind of make it work for what we were doing um, which means that it didn't quite I mean, it worked, but but it worked because we kind of taught people how to work around those kind of limitations. And I'm so glad to hear that those two sides are, are coming together. And, and I love the, the global search feature as well, that, that I don't have to be in a particular manager to figure out, you know, because let's, let's, most of our end users, they have no idea and they don't really care and they don't need to care. It's just, I'm looking for this. Where is it? And, and so I think the, I'm so you know, glad to hear that. Education technology, the users, have, we're all consumers. We all yeah. know what a good user experience looks like. Exactly. And that's what we're focused on, to improve yep. that user experience, just as we use any other application, whether it's on our phone or on our PCs, and that's what we want to continue to do with Destiny. Yeah. So we're excited. Yeah. I think the other, we'll call it silo, that we're bringing closer into the portfolio is just the ability to buy books in Destiny. Again, one of our near-term goals is to make it easier. If you're searching for a book and you don't have it in your district, then a librarian, a teacher, anyone who's authorized to make purchases on behalf of that district can click buy and it is fulfilled through Follett, whether that's a print book or any book. Right now, our customers have to have Tidal Wave on one screen, Destiny on another screen. They're going back and forth. And I mean, it's all about the management of books. Right. We shouldn't make that difficult. Right. So um, again, that's one of the one of our goals in the short term is to make use our technology to make our content easier to buy. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk supply chain. Let's talk about that process because in our district, it's a I need to buy this book. It could be a four week process to get to it, and now be another four weeks before we see that. Um, what are you guys seeing there? I wish we could get it to you in four weeks, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, we, um, and we get that now. Yep. Yeah, we're yep. all coming. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so 
we've hired 400 people in the last two years. Wow, in congratulations. Our no, yeah. it, we, we are not net positive one human. Wow. Until very recently. So very recently we changed our incentive plans in the warehouse. We changed our base wages in the warehouse. Obviously what had worked for the last 100 years is not going to work in the next 100 years. Right. So we had to make some changes. And so it was a revolving door. And mm. um, for all the macro issues that you've read about in every publication under the sun, whether it's the great resignation or just people not wanting to do warehouse work. Sure. Um, we're starting to see traction in our hiring, which is fantastic. We just surveyed our warehouse team and they're really looking for soft benefits. Mm. Soft benefits are easy. Yeah. You know, we're bringing donuts back on Wednesdays <laughs> and um, if, if donuts can help us solve this problem, then that's fantastic. <laughs> uh, but they seem to be satisfied with the wages that we're paying and just when we thought we had traction, we found out that there's a global label shortage. And so one of Follett's value adds is that we put all of the labels on your book to make sure that they're ready to go on the library shelf. And there's a company that made them that's on strike in Italy. There's a shortage of the chemical that makes the paper sticky. And then there's a paper shortage that we've all heard about. So we're actively sourcing labels from um, about four different areas right now in four different countries. And so we think we're going to have new stock coming in in August. Fingers double, double, triple crossed. But it's just one challenge after the next. We just got notification that the plastic lamination is going up by 11% that we put on books. So, I mean, this challenge isn't going to end, but I, I hope your listeners understand we are entirely focused on this. Our leadership team meeting we just came from and we spent, you know, 30 minutes discussing the things that we're doing to try to remediate this and get a, ahead of the problem. And I think it speaks to how we've organized the business. Brett and I are great partners. We work collectively with Follett School Solutions content and software, but she wakes up every day on the, on focused on content. Yeah. I wake up every day and our team focused on software together moving the business forward so that we can deliver the best products to our customers at the right time. Well, the commitment's evident. I mean, it's it's evident. You're, you're committed to this no matter what you have to do to get it done, and that's you right. understand the timeline that's involved here and what it's going to have to achieve that. You're not you're not pulling your goals back at all to hit the, hit that mark, and that's great. Um, let's talk about this for our listeners who have that ESSER money, which is a golden ticket for a lot of us. We've, we've used it in my district, and a lot of districts use it. Um, let's talk about that in conjunction with the service that you guys provide. Um, do, you see a, do you see schools benefiting from that, and do you see any problems with it down the road? Yeah, I think all of us are trying to understand how much of it has been spent, and that's going to be some of the questions that we're talking to customers on the trade show floor today. Yeah. Um, we hear a lot of districts are, are spending it in certain areas. We also hear a lot of districts haven't even tapped into it yet, and so we know that it's very locally controlled. And so I don't think we have a clear picture as to how much of it has been spent yet. Yes, our inbound orders are back to above pre-pandemic levels, so that makes you think that some of the ESSER money is flowing through, but at the same time, that's going to run out at some point. And mm -hmm. so how do we manage the surge in the business now versus the compression of the business back to normal levels in the future without being upside down? Yeah. I think you said it well. Well, well and, I, and I think, uh, you know, there were some... Um, there were some very important lessons along that very line that we heard from uh, other manufacturers outside of the education facility where there was a surge in you know purchasing particular goods and services and the company did not realize that that was yeah because everybody was home and weren't doing anything and then when everybody back they thought that was still going to be there so it's very good to hear that that you are recognizing that this is you know this this is not a golden ticket forever this is kind of a, a one-time thing potentially a one-time thing and that how do you manage that now 
take advantage of it, but at the same time, make sure you've got that sustainability after the fact. That's yeah, that's a great lesson learned. We've been around 150 years. This isn't while this is unprecedented. <laughs> there have been ups and downs in our business, sure. and sure. so I think what we do know is the last economic downturn. We were hit about a year and a half later. So um, if we are facing a recession coming out of this, I think we absolutely have seen this movie before and know how to plan accordingly. And so I'm hopeful that even though we've had you know delivery challenges and everything else in recent months, I'm hopeful that our customers know that we've been around and will continue to be around. Good, good long-standing companies last through these things. So let's talk about that last thing. Let's talk about the importance of di- digital usage of eBooks and eBook purchases. Pers- purchases because you can provide those right now we can yeah uh, they if they will need to use their ESSER funding we can deliver an ebook tomorrow that's the beautiful part of ebooks and yep. more school districts are using it including ours 3,000 kids we're a small school district but that's what we're moving to do kids that's like what? them yes yes <clears throat> the more graphic I believe we'll see more interactivity coming with mm-hmm. those yep. we're seeing a, some interesting stuff that's embedded with PDFs and we're gonna see some more interactivity. And those will be fun because you'll create that and that'll just be a whole new genre that will come in and kids will love that and that's where we're moving to. Yeah, and we have a team focused on that as well too. Yeah. We continue to improve that u- the, the, the user slash reader experience. Yeah, yeah. And, I think that's, and I think that touches on a very good part, on, on a very important piece, uh, the, the, the interactivity of you know, e-published books, e-published materials, uh, you know, gone well I won't say gone but but moving away from the days of where you've got the pages and you've got the static picture of the frog right that's that's not there anymore and it doesn't really do anything for students anymore you know we, we all know uh, our attention spans student attention spans the things that draw students in they want to see it move and they want to be able to interact with it uh, you know whether you're talking some kind of a, a, a virtual frog dissection you know environment or whether you're talking about you know some world history and able to interact with the maps and see you know i can see on my screen and interact with where these particular people traveled and where they went and what these invasions look like and what the impact was and of course you know depending on grade level and all that kind of stuff but but having that interactive activity with that so i'm kind of curious I like how you use invasions there I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so uh but uh, along similar lines uh, what what are some of the th- other things? And we've talked about several things that are kind of in the pipeline. Do you have anything else in the pipeline that uh, you know, our, our teachers, our school districts can be <laughs> excited about that you guys are kind of working on that you might be able to tease a little? Well, I touched on a few, right? I mean, yeah. I think we're going to continue to work on the user experience. Yes. We, we've got to get better. I mean, we, are the, we are one of the deepest products out there. We have a lot yeah. of functionality. But I think we can improve the user experience. I think we can do a lot more at the district at the district level to improve improve the reporting. Uh, ebooks again, continuing to make sure, make that experience better. Again, I, to me, it, it all is around sort of that consumerization. Sure. Yeah. We, we, we all know what good looks like now, yeah. and, and and we're going to continue to pour a lot of money into our product to continue to make it the, the best one out there. I think that sums it up. We're placing investments on improving the core business that we offer schools and districts. There's a million companies out on this trade show floor who are building exactly what you're describing. We want Destiny to be able to connect students and teachers with that great content. We want to partner with all of them. We want Destiny to be the portal by which they discover all of the content that's out there because there's a lot of companies doing amazing things with content and we sell a lot of content. And so whether you're buying it from Follett or someone else or you're subscribing to a database, we want it to be discoverable in Destiny so it isn't just some thing over here. Yeah, 
Awesome. So for our listeners, the educators out there, great way to get in touch with Follett. Uh, go ahead and share any contact information you want to, or Twitter accounts or Instagram. Yeah, I'm available on every social channel known to man. Um, at Britton Follett, Britton Follett, I make friends with everyone. So um, if you want to reach out to me directly, otherwise info at follettlearning.com uh, also reaches our marketing team. So That's right. Awesome. Thank you both for being on the show, and uh, have a great ISTE. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. And thanks to all our customers. We, uh, we truly value them. So thank you, gentlemen. This episode sponsored by Follett School Solutions, the largest provider of K-12 educational materials and technology solutions to libraries, classrooms, learning centers, and school districts. From content to technology, Follett helps educators unlock potential in more than 45 million students worldwide. This Edutech Guys conversation was recorded live at ISTE 2022 in New Orleans, Louisiana. Thanks for listening.